All right. So, so welcome back to the first ever episode of Everybody Loves Communism, working title. I'm Jamie Peck, of course. And I'm Aaron Thorpe. And we are here to continue discussing the Communist Manifesto. So Sean had to go. Uh, he's in part one. He had some good things to say, and now he has mm-hmm. left it to us to finish it out. Yes. So yes, yes. chapter two, I got to say, it's a banger. It is a banger. I mean, he drops like you just it's just heat. It's bars. I mean, it is just he is uh, relentless with his uh, just his uh like all the criticisms that are kind of levied at the Communist Party, he just dispenses with all of them in a true uh, Marxian fashion. No, Marx is, is like going in on these. He is like in true debate lord mode here, which is interesting, yeah. right? Because if you asked him about it, like he says in other parts, like basically all these liberal values of like free exchange of ideas or whatever. This is bourgeois. Uh, this is mm. this is a bourgeois thing. Like what we really need to get communism is we need to organize and we also need to see the uh just the the historical material forces at work but but he's still gonna be a debate lord about it for whatever value that may have which i appreciate because he is on fire yeah and it's funny it's actually like you know and again like i mentioned it earlier the writing of the capital is a little dry and it's very repetitive as well which is you know the intention i think of uh sort of the explaining and deconstructing uh capitalism but here it's just it's just funny it's floral language it's uh you can hear the rage and the passion you know behind the words you know yeah yeah could imagine him like shaking his fist in your face and yelling as he's you know telling you this absolutely absolutely um shit was i gonna say oh my god my add (laughs) just kicked in oh no (laughs) see you too Uh, you even if you have a fucked up brain you can understand marx and marxism that's what i'm saying to you folks out there in radio land right now (laughs) but anyway so so let's get into it yeah so he talks oh oh i was gonna say also he throws he's got a real flair Mm. for the gothic like we did an episode a while back with the lit crit guy which i highly recommend Mm. he has a podcast as well um, fuck, I forget what his podcast is called. I'm so bad. Um, but you just Google the lit crit guy. You'll find it. Um, yeah. he, we, we talked about, he talked about how Marx was writing around the time that the Gothic novel was really huge. So he mm. throws in some evocative imagery taken from the Gothic novel, whether it's describing capital as a, a vampire or dead mm-hmm. labor that sucks like a vampire on living labor and lives the more it sucks. Mm. Um, there's so many, so many good lines like that, but yeah, he, he definitely has some Gothic flair, which I really appreciate as a goth yeah. communist myself. Yeah. 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 He's looking out for the, uh, the, the goth caucus of, uh, of the communists. That's right. He's looking out for That's the right. The, like the most specific I will ever get about my tendency beyond communist is I am an arachno communist. Or perhaps I am in the DSA Goth Caucus. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would go ahead. No, keep keep going. No, no, like uh, I feel that because I mean, not necessarily goth for me, but definitely apocalyptic, uh, dark energies, Mm. but also rebirth. Yeah, exactly. You got to go through (laughs) some shit to get to the good stuff. So, all right, chapter two. There's a lot here. So, yeah. oh my God, um, he starts. There's a lot. 
No, I wanted I wanted to say for like there's a lot here, but he really talks about like if you break it down into the communists, what their relationship is to the proletariat, and uh, you know, kind of like he's uh, pushing back against these criticisms, and it's also a rejection of uh, bourgeoisie institutions and uh, definitions of freedom. So. Just keep those three things in mind. That's pretty much what this whole second chapter yeah. is about. Yeah, he also, importantly, even kind of defines what it means to be a communist, right? Because that yes. is a yes, ten point that plan. That is an right? extremely basic Bro. question yeah. that uh, yeah. not everybody can answer. Even yeah. people, even yeah. self-described communists. Even I, the other night, someone kind of blindsided me with it. I'm like, oh my god, that's actually a really good question. Let me, let yeah. me consult the, the books. Get back to you. Yeah. Because it's easy to say, like, you know, I believe in no money, no class, no state. But it's like, okay, so how do you get to those? Like, what do you do now in praxis to get to that point? Yeah, because there are techno-utopians, you know, like Elon Musk or whoever, who think that we can just transcend to some kind of utopian society via... Who's called himself a socialist, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, via the progress of technology and the benevolent management of uh, technocrats, which actually Marx goes over this in the next chapter, which is pretty cool. And we all know that, I mean, as communists, we're like, that's fucking bullshit. So anyway, chapter two, he starts out by talking about the relationship of the Communist Party to the proletariat. And he says, quote... They have no interests separate and apart from those of the proletariat as a whole. They do not set up any sectarian principles of their own by which to shape and mold the proletarian movement, which (laughs) if you've been, if you are on the modern day left, you know that they're not uh, really behaving that way. If you're on Twitter at all. sectarian (laughs) as fuck. And you know what? Marx is a little sectarian too sometimes, but like, I like it. He does this neat debate bro trick when he's arguing with Bakunin or whoever, where he's like, everything I say is uh, scientific and everything you say is utopian idealism. And so by definition, like I'm right and you're wrong, which you know what? Maybe he's right. I don't know. So, well, we were talking about defining oneself as a communist before, and uh, you were actually, yeah, Sean, a kind of similar question. Um, it's like, this isn't like, I didn't come up with this shit. Marx didn't come up with it. It's not a matter of, in my opinion, well, in my, I don't want to use the word opinion twice, but the way I see it is that it's not a matter of my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a science. Right. It is. It is a law. I mean, that's what Marx was trying to recreate, like, you know, a natural law, a law for like political economy and human relations, you know. So um, I think if anything, it's like, yeah, man, like I think the things that you and I believe in, this is why, you know, you guys always say that here at the Antifada, the communists are the real adults in the room. Um, We're not the idealists. We're not the utopian, you know, fantastical, like, you know, uh, you know, pine sky like we are. We are the realists. I mean, I certainly believe that. And Marx certainly believed it. And he says it many times, many times in this text. 